Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a problem. Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Ball Blast Podcast. Here to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Kate Majuk, Michelle Majuk, and Jake Trowbridge. Hey, welcome into the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast, where it's our goal to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. I'm your host, Michelle Majuk, researcher for the NFL Network, and I'm joined by Kate Majuk, senior content creator at the Gaming Society, and Jake Trowbridge, contributor with Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. We are in the semifinals, baby. You, you. For most people. I mean, people might be in the first round, might be in the last round. It's different for everybody. But the standard league right now, you'd be in the semifinals. And, you know, you're one game away from getting to that big, big game. I can taste it. I can That taste big it. fantasy trophy in the sky that we're Kate all and chasing I, after. Kate and I have to play against each other in one of our bigger leagues that yeah. I actually really care about. We have to play against each other in the yeah. semifinals to see uh, who gets to the championship. I was really hoping that we had a chance where both of us could, um, you know, get to the championship without having to destroy the other one's soul. That's not going to happen. That's very sweet of you, Michelle. Um, no, I hope to destroy your soul uh, in this week uh, in the semifinals. And the craziest part, uh, I, I feel like we have to share this story on the podcast. You can read a little bit more about it at thegamingsociety.com where I, I wrote a little, little fun story about this. But I... Rushed to waivers Tuesday to pick up my hero, my <laughs> league winner, Zach Moss. And Michelle also hurried to waivers. I assumed it would be to pick up Zach Moss. No, it was for Dion Jackson. And we are both playing our Colts running backs this week. So literally, like, in this critical matchup, it will come down to Zach Moss either destroying my hopes or destroying yours. Yeah. And I feel like our marriage hangs in the balance. And it, it, it does. No pressure. It's going to be wild. We will get into the Deion Jackson versus Zach Moss in our news and notes. I would love to know your thoughts, Jake, on that, but we'll, we'll wait on that. And we'll get into news and notes in just a second here. We did get an awesome review on Apple Podcasts that I wanted to read out loud. This is from Lady Shucks. It's labeled my favorite fantasy pod. I used to read their blog every week for helpful fantasy advice, and now I listen to their pod. These three know what they're talking about. Every Thursday, I wait for this one so I know how to set my lineups based on matchups, and they point out what to look for. I feel like I'm hanging with my friends when I listen, but I do not want my real friends to hear and get my advantage. Thanks, Ball Blast. Also, the host will answer your fantasy questions on Twitter. Thank you, Lady Shucks. That's very kind. Hit us up on Twitter in the DMs and we'll send you a little, little gift. Shucks, lady. Like, lady shucks. Aw, shucks. shucks. That made like, me feel good. That oh. that filled me with holiday joy right there. Yeah. yeah. So don't forget to uh, send us your address and we'll either shoot you over a shirt or a coffee mug. We'll send you something good. Yeah, something juicy. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's hop into news and notes. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. All right, we already got into this a bit, but Jonathan Taylor out for the rest of the season with a high ankle sprain. This sucks. But the thing is, if you had him, there's a good chance you lost uh, in the first round of the playoffs because he just he got to nothing. And I, I felt that hard because I had him in my favorite league and I lost him immediately and it felt like a knife to my heart. Anyways, we have to figure out how to go from here. If you do need to replace Jonathan Taylor, or if you need a running back or a flex, Jake, is it Deion Jackson or Zach Moss? Which one are you going with? It's really just asking a question of, do you go with talent or do you go with touches? And it 
feels bad to say. I know, I know it is super rude, but I am just looking at Deion Jackson as the more talented of the two running backs right now. However, the Colts are using or did use Zach Moss more once Jonathan Taylor went down. So it doesn't matter what my own talent evaluation says about these guys. It matters what the coaches use. And I think Jeff Saturday will continue using Zach Moss. So I don't know that he's going to be a great play this week, but I do think Zach Moss is maybe the better of the two for this week. Oh, I just feel oh. like once we get into the game, they'll end up using Deion Jackson more this week. Why? If he continues to look better. I mean, I, you know, like I was all on the Zach Moss train, but he didn't look good last week. And I know it was a really hard matchup. And you yeah. weren't on the train. You were the train. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I started the whole train. <laughs> But like Deion Jackson you built the train, you you against the same hard defense. Deion Jackson looked better. Well, we're I'm gonna I'll get into it later. Okay, yeah, we'll sneak preview. I'll yeah. get into we'll, it later. We'll get in more into Zach Moss. I'm going on the Deion Jackson side for this week, obviously, because you picked Deion Jackson up on waivers. Yeah. and, and it just it feels safer for targets as well. Although Zach Moss is the one thing he is good at, he has really good hands for a receipt for a running back, so he could be used that way as well. But I just feel like they'll use Deion Jackson. Yeah. Moving on, Jeff Wilson, running back for the Dolphins, back at practice. Was close, I guess, to playing in week 15. He's expected to play in week 16. Has a great matchup against the Packers. Would you start him right away? Because Raheem Moser had a great game last week. Does Jeff Wilson come back and get his touches? I don't know. What are you doing here, Jake? Yeah. Look, I will be the anti-homer here. I'm I'm playing him against the Green Bay Packers. I, I still don't believe in their run defense. To be consistent, I do think that Jeff Wilson will get enough touches and he only needs to break a couple. And this is the kind of defense he can do that against. And the options at running back, not so great this week. So I do feel like Jeff Wilson is kind of a must-start guy based on that alone. Jeff Wilson or Zach Moss? Uh, Jeff Wilson. Okay. Kate, thoughts on Jeff Wilson? Zach Moss. Well, I just mean overall. (laughs) I mean, overall, how like are you feeling okay to plug him in? Do you think he'll let's say this in PPR leagues? Do you think he'll get ten fantasy points? Yes. Okay, so I guess you're playing him. Chris Olave did not practice on Wednesday with a hamstring injury. There's a double whammy here. So the Saints play at Cleveland this week, and it's supposed to be absolute garbage weather. Like, not only is it supposed to be frigid, frigid cold, the wind is supposed to be pretty severe so it's already a really bad matchup for him in terms of weather and with the wind it's going to be really hard to pass and then hamstring you never know if that will re-pop back up so a la t higgins yeah now jake i think you'll be talking more about that later but that's just something we wanted to put on your radar Ooh, so many teasers in the yeah. intro Ooh. Ooh. ryan Tannehill. listen this is just from one guy that reported it that i saw in roto world Ryan Tannehill, I guess, is likely done for the regular season with ankle injury. We'll see if he comes back. But it seems like it's going to be Malik Willis this week. Now, Traylon Burks finally came back from the concussion. And I would be like, okay, cool. I can start him because he was having some nice games before getting concussed. But does Malik Willis ruin that? If we judge anything based off of the one time that we got to see Malik Willis in extended action... Yes, he ruins everybody else's (laughs) fantasy value. Maybe he himself can sacrifice it and have a good day for himself, but I don't want to believe in Traylon Burks when it counts the most in that scenario. Yeah, and it's not a great matchup against the Texans. Probably just have to stay away. It's unfortunate. Like, I have him in a league. I was deciding between him or Deion Jackson or Drake London, and it's just... I'm going to play those other guys over him. Zach Wilson will start again Thursday night football versus the Jaguars. Unfortunately, I'm still starting Garrett Wilson. Like people are like, like, what do I do with it? Like you just play Garrett Wilson. I'm still playing him. The others. No, I'm not playing anybody else for the wide receivers with the jets, but I'm playing Garrett Wilson still. Yeah. He's still like a, I, I don't know, a mid range wide receiver too for me pretty much every week. Yeah, 
same same with you yeah um i mean over the last what seven weeks uh averaging 93 receiving yards per game but 98 last week like yeah a lot of it was like on that last play but still loved it it still counts. You still loved it. And hey, you got nine targets. It only yeah. resulted in four receptions, but you'll take four receptions for 98 yards. But like nine targets. Nine like targets. You got That's a, nice. You got, he's too good. You just keep playing him. It's fine. And the Jaguars aren't a matchup you need to like run away from. So you start Garrett Wilson. And then we have three quarterbacks to end out this news. Lamar Jackson's still not practicing. So still Tyler Huntley. And this Ravens offense has been garbage under Tyler Huntley at least like the pass catchers uh, JK Dobbins is doing his thing but man we want Lamar back I love that you specified though like it's looked like garbage with Tyler Huntley because it really didn't look all that great with Lamar either true like I'm I will say but we had high hopes that Mark Andrews would get more involved once Huntley came back or like once Huntley came in because of what Mark Andrews did with Huntley last year, but that's just not the case. It's not the case. It's very interesting though, because we just have two regular season games left and I still can't figure out if the Ravens are good or not. Three regular season games. Three regular season games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I still can't tell if the Ravens are any good whatsoever. I don't know. I know. I don't They're know a they team. Know. But, like, we're talking about the Vikings and not being sure if they're good. Like, the Ravens have won, what, nine games this season? Still have no idea if they're good. Yeah. No idea. I I don't see them as being Super Bowl contenders this year. Nope. But I still wouldn't want to face them with Lamar Jackson. Because you just know at any given play, he could just make you look stupid. You never know. Uh, But, yeah, so if you were counting on Lamar coming back, I probably wouldn't for this week. So you still need to keep plugging in different quarterbacks. Unfortunately, Jalen Hurts, our baby boy, the the quarterback of our podcast, has a sprained shoulder. Did not practice on Tuesday or Wednesday. I feel like he's not going to play in week 16. There's no reason for him to. It is a big game against the Cowboys, but they have, what, a three-game lead? Or is it, yeah, three-game lead in the division. They would have to lose out. Cowboys would have to win out, like... I just, you gotta, the Eagles have to focus on their playoffs and get Hurts healthy. So I just, I think it's going to be Gardner Minshew. So when it comes to Gardner Minshew, would you start him if you had Jalen Hurts and you need a quarterback? Yeah, quarterback situation, also not amazing for week 16 right now. Gardner Minshew, maybe it's just me reliving the highlights of Gardner Minshew from his replacement starts over the last couple of years. But like the dude's got upside. He has a little bit of a rushing floor, not massive, certainly not Jalen Hurts level, but he does have that going for him. I'm comfortable even with the matchup this week. Like I'd probably consider him a borderline wide, or excuse me, borderline quarterback one, not quite up there, but close. So let me ask you this. If you need a replacement, and let's say all the normal guys are off waivers. So you're really digging here right now. Sam Darnold against the Lions, who Zach Wilson just put up 20 points against. Yeah. Zach Wilson put up 20 points against the Lions. So Sam Darnold should be able to do something, even though he's Sam Darnold, or Garner Minshew against the Cowboys, who they have allowed some quarterbacks to have nice games, but overall throughout the season, they've been pretty good. Which one are you going with? I cannot and will not recommend in week 16 (laughs) to start Sam Darnold. I I won't be that guy. I will take Gardner Minshew. I will take my chances against Dallas. I know. I know. (laughs) It's one of those where you're like, can you stomach it? Can you stomach having Sam Darnold in your line? I do. I, I think at the end of the game, he's going to end up having decent fantasy points. It's just, can I get through the week with him in my starting lineup and like sitting through that game? I think I would just be nauseous, disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. Just not, not yeah. very comfortable All for right. week 16. <laughs> but then when it comes to Gardner Minshew with the rest of the Eagles, are you still feeling good about starting AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard? Is it just like you play those guys and that's it. It doesn't matter who, if it's hurts or Minshew. It's kind of tough. I mean, I, I would expect maybe there will be more passing attempts, maybe, because 
Gardner Minshew won't rush as much. Maybe. But either way, I'm these guys are who got you into the playoffs more than likely. And I don't want to sit any of the three of them. Dallas Goddard, very comfortable with him officially being activated and, and ready. So all three I'm good with. Yeah, I'm I'm same exact way. Like you play them, it is what it is. Like Minshew can get the ball to his playmakers. And like you said, there might be more passing opportunities. So I, I'm still playing all three of them. They probably don't have as high of upside, but who cares? You're playing. And it. Dallas Goddard's four career games with Gardner Minshew um, has averaged almost 15 PPR points per game. That is nice. pretty nice. Um, I, like, I think we've seen a, a very nice willingness from Gardner Minshew to target Dallas Goddard, just right over the middle, easy money every time. I think the big question mark here is probably, I mean, you're never sitting him, A.J. Brown, because those two haven't played together. Last year, you got Devonta Smith, and, you know, he got targeted plenty by Gardner, so you feel good about that. It's just like, all right, let's see uh, what A.J. Brown's ceiling is with Minshew, but A.J. Brown is elite, and you don't sit him ever. I think I'm more concerned about Devonta Smith from, like, a, a Reed's perspective, like, AJ Brown probably going to be the first read on a lot of plays. Dallas Goddard probably going to be a pretty safe, like dump off over the middle option. Like where does that put Devonta Smith? I think Devonta will be the first read plenty of times. We're good. Okay. We are good. And then last up, are you ready for this Jake? I guess Matt Ryan is getting benched for the second time this season after his meltdown of a game after the Colts meltdown of a game losing to the Vikings after being up 33 to zero Nick Foles is the starter listen I don't know what you want to take from that with the rest of the play like it's all the same it doesn't matter who's starting back there they're all bad right so if you're going to start Michael Pittman it doesn't matter if it goes from Matt Ryan to Nick Foles it just really doesn't doesn't matter for the running backs but it does matter for us because last week <laughs> for our scrumptious starts, I'm so sorry if you had to listen to us. Uh, you might want to just like stop listening to us because we clearly <laughs> gave you the worst advice of all time. But Matt Ryan, Jake, was your scrumptious start. And I went with that with yeah. Alec Pierce, who ended up with zero receptions for zero yards. It was the worst game when it comes to like game script for fantasy points of all time. So they just got up a ton with crazy plays that had nothing to do with Matt Ryan or the passing game. And then they didn't have to throw it all. And then by the time the Vikings finally came back, it was like too late for anything to happen. It was just the worst game strip that you could have possibly imagined when we were giving these scrumptious starts. But we still fouled miserably and we have to take our shots for that. We do. Can I just say, like, I was not watching this game on Saturday. I was at a holiday thing with my family, right? I count myself a little bit lucky for not having watched it, but like, it was a great game. What are you talking about? I don't know. It was great. It was crazy, but like... You're lucky for not watching the first half. That ending of the game was amazing. As the guy who recommended Matt Ryan, I think I'm happy (laughs) to have not watched that game. Let me put it that way, because if you, like me, didn't watch the game, but you saw that the Colts were up, 33 to nothing (laughs) at halftime and Jonathan Taylor was injured right out of the gate. You like me thought Matt Ryan fantasy savior for week 15. Instead, this guy, this professional quarterback guy (laughs) ends up with less than 200 yards and one touchdown and an overtime game against like the softest defense in the world. It is so infuriating. I hate this game. Why do I play this game? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I couldn't believe that Alec Pierce had zero receptions. I felt like, I don't know. I I felt good about it. As soon as they went up by like two scores, I was like, oh no, I'm screwed. Oh no. Oh no. But let's take our shot. I have a gross one right here. What are you you working with? What are you guys cheersing to? I got a vodka vodka shot with some energy drink I'm doing in. my big tall guy because i have to take one for recommending matt ryan and then i have to take another because we oh. completely glossed over this but we made yeah. a shot bet with kate both of us on the favor of alec pierce she went with joshua palmer 
who it didn't matter what he got because he was beating Alec Pierce, but he ended up with <laughs> like nine fancy points. And it was Alec Pierce versus Josh Palmer. I'm already taking my Alec Pierce shot, so okay. it counts. A double tall whiskey guy for me. Cheers, Kate. Cheers. All right. Congratulations, guys. Uh, you did it. Now Kate has to take now her I shot take because scrumptious. her scrumptious start. I mean, guys, I don't know why you listen to us. I'm to so sorry. To be fair, my scrumptious start was more delicious than your scrumptious starts. Sure. By what? Sure. Miles Sanders. At least he touched the ball, Michelle. Okay. Miles that's like Sanders. being the that's like being the least poopy cat turd in the litter box. That is like being guys. The we just most... better than being the most poopy guy. We cat just turd. mislabeled the sections last week. You know, like we it, <laughs> oh. those were our phase of the week. Honest Duh. mistake. Yeah, honest mistake. Honest Could happen mistake. to anyone. That is a big typo. We Kate. should have somebody spell checking or Okay, take your shot for Miles Sanders okay. sucking. <laughs> Miles, you warned it us. You warned it. You warned it us at the beginning of the year not to draft you in fantasy. And this is why I'll never recommend you again. Cheers. He was playing the long con with us. He was like, "Yeah, I'm going to lure him in oh. all season and then <laughs> dash their hopes in the playoffs." Oh, <laughs> yeehaw! That's the face you make when you some, recommend Miles Sanders, right there. I put some hair on my chest. All today. right, so we're going to try again. No, take our recommendations with a grain of salt, (laughs) but we are going to give you our well-researched advice and try our best to help you win your semi-finals. I did not go with anyone as crazy as Alec Pierce this week, that's for sure. Jake, who's your first guy? Tell you, it's not an Indianapolis Colt. I'm going with Jarek McKinnon against the Seattle Seahawks as my first start. Over the last five weeks, the Seattle defense is giving up an insane amount of yards and touchdowns to backfields. In the last five weeks, they've got about 1,200 total yards to backfields and nine touchdowns over that span. They're having a day. All running backs are having a day against Seattle. And Jarek McKinnon has been having himself a couple of weeks. Over the last four weeks, uh, let me back up to the Seattle defense. Over the last four weeks, only the Giants, by the way, have given up more explosive runs than Seattle. But McKinnon himself has hit some pretty big marks. This is from the Fantasy Life newsletter. He hit 55 and 68% route participation over the last two weeks with a 20% plus target share. In that span, that's really what's carried him along with some big boom plays, just some exciting, explosive plays. This is the type of defense he can continue to do that. I'm not saying he's going to put up another 40 point performance, but his floor feels incredibly safe right now. I don't look at, I think Isaiah Pacheco could be fine as a flex play, but I'm not looking at him to do much outside of get you, you know, 10 to 12 points, and you might need that. And so you could start him too, if that's what you really need. But I'm still looking at McKinnon as the guy for this week. All right. So McKinnon or Travis Etienne against the Jets. Saddens me. Saddens me to say it. Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon or Joe Mixon against the Patriots. Yeah. Patriots seem to me odd because like James Conner had Really, no problems against the Patriots yeah. a couple of weeks ago. If he Joe can Mixon do it, didn't I get to touch the can. ball last week, though. Like Mixon yeah. did not get the. T- I don't know what was going on, but they were not having him on the field very much. It was Samaje P. Ryan a ton. He had like eleven carries in that whole game. Does that trend continue? Like I don't know. So at that point, is Mixon just? So is it just the name of Joe Mixon? Why you couldn't do that? Over McKinnon? I, I, McKinnon and I'm not saying McKinnon. that I can't do that, but I do think it's just interesting because it's not about the matchup necessarily. Because again, I don't think the Patriots are like the worst matchup in the world. I think they look a lot tougher than they are. But I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that Jarek McKinnon has a safer floor and probably a higher upside than Joe Mixon does this week. I, I would roll with McKinnon, but like you have to pretty much start Mixon. I could see a world where you have to start both of these guys. So I understand. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. I, I like that pick by you. I'm going to do a, a player in the same game, but on the opposite side, DK Metcalf at the Chiefs. But I also am going to throw in Marquise Goodwin. I think he's a sleeper option. 
Now he, there was reports of an ankle injury popping up. So just keep an eye on that. I don't really know. Like we don't really have good information on practice reports right now with there being Saturday games, but just keep an eye on it. If he plays though, I think he's a solid option over the last seven games. DK Metcalf has been extremely solid. Like hasn't put any bus games out there has had 12 plus fantasy points in PPR in each of the last seven games with some big 20 plus point games sprinkled in there as well. Now you're telling me Tyler Lockett is out. Like Metcalf's targets are actually like through the roof right now. The last four weeks, nine targets, 10 targets, eight targets, 15 targets, even go back one more week, nine targets, then six then 10, like his targets have been extremely safe. And then he gets an amazing matchup against the chiefs. Now it is outdoor in Kansas city, so it might be cold, but I looked up the wind. It's not supposed to be anything crazy. Like quarterbacks and teams can deal with the cold. You just want to really worry about the wind and snow and rain, but it looks like it's just going to be cold and sunny. So it should be all right. But the chiefs are allowing the most receiving touchdowns wide receivers this year and the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. They've allowed five different wide receivers to put up 30 plus points against them including three of those since week 10. So Jerry, Judy, Christian Kirk, and Josh Palmer all had over 30 fantasy points against them just since week 10. So DK Metcalf is like a top five option this week. He needs to be in your lineups. But then Marquise Goodwin, like I expect him to take over Tyler Lockett's snaps. He did have the second most routes run from the slot this year behind only Tyler Lockett. And they're actually pretty close, like surprisingly close. So I expect him just to take over that Tyler Lockett role. No, he's not Tyler Lockett and he's not going to be as good, but I do think he's a viable option. The chiefs have given up the most receiving touchdowns out of the slot this season. And again, that's where Goodwin typically plays and you would expect him to play there since that's where Tyler Lockett typically plays and he's going to be replacing him. So I'm happy starting him if he's healthy and he's playing, over guys like Josh Palmer, over Jacoby Myers, over Michael Gallup, over DJ Chark, like those wide receiver three types, even over Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's had a really nice year. But with the weather, like I'm plugging in Marquise Goodwin instead, I think he'll get targets in this game. Yeah, DK's a smash smash. And I like the Goodwin call. I am I am good with that. Did you know Tyler Lockett is wide receiver eight right now? He always like, is. Overall. Always How? is. He never seems to be having that amazing of a year, like really solid, but he always ends as a top 10 guy somehow. Bonkers. You know what you say to your uh, fantasy opponents after you plug in Marquise Goodwin in your lineup and he helps carry you to the championship? What? Goodwin. Ah. Or that's what you we say. now pause for the world's longest sigh. <laughs> never response. mind. Uh, never mind. You be- say that to. No, you say that to the person who beat you. Yeah, you say that when he carries you to the toilet bowl because he made you lose. (laughs) Never mind. Bad joke. Bad joke. (laughs) Kate, this is also a bad joke. Who's your scrumptious start of the week? It's Zach Moss. (laughs) Zach Moss. I am all about it. And let me tell you about the story, all about how my life got twisted upside down. Zach Moss, he faces the Los Angeles Chargers. So I, I'm all about that. But we talked earlier about like how do we know what the Colts are thinking? How do like I think this all boils down? It, it actually is kind of nice. We got a full game sample size of what the Colts are going to do without Jonathan Taylor. Was it planned? No, it wasn't at all planned, which makes for me the fact that Zach Moss led this backfield in week 15, all the more interesting. Jonathan Taylor played just two offensive snaps prior to getting injured. And Moss came in after being traded to the team November 1st in the trade with Naeem Hines and played 67% of the snaps to Deion Jackson's 32%. Deion Jackson is about the team much longer than Zach Moss for him to come in and just kind of assume that role when even admittedly, Michelle, like you and I were both saying, Deion Jackson looks way better than Zach Moss, even though it was a tough matchup. Like Deion Jackson looked better, and yet he still was not receiving the snaps. He wasn't receiving the carries. Moss, prior to going to the Colts, 
was averaging a career hard 5.35 yards per carry. And it, like the issue was he wasn't getting work, but now after an inefficient week against the Vikings who are allowing the third fewest yards per attempt in the NFL, he gets another week of practice, gets another week with the team and they get the chargers who are allowing a league high 5.49 yards per carry and the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. The biggest issue with Zach Moss has been a lack of opportunity. We know he has upside. He's had four career games, despite like not ever being a starter, four career games with uh, two or more rushing touchdowns. Like that's impressive for a guy that never gets to touch the ball. I do think if they get near the goal line, that Moss would get the opportunities. That's if the Colts ever score. I just don't understand but- what the thought like. We already had a game in the books and we saw everybody saw Deion Jackson looked better. He was more efficient, but, but now the team gets to go watch the tape and say, Oh, are you that stupid? Like I I wasn't like watching the, no, I wasn't watching the all 22. I was just watching the game and I saw, obviously Deion Jackson looked much better than Zach Moss. Like you're telling me that the Colts offense is stupid or the, the Colts, uh, offensive system is stupid enough not to look at the tape like in we are talking time. about Jeff Saturday here That's we do fine. have to put that in context and I, I don't know he's that I stupid enough to do Listen. it if he's stupid enough to do it in the game he's stupid enough to start him again I also could see Jeff Saturday liking a Zach Moss type like a big dude that can just like get the hard yards sometimes and Rough I, and tumble. I, I could see him liking that I, I mean I, I think you can Yeah, I think Zach Moss is a good start this week. Now I'm regretting my Deion Jackson a little bit. (laughs) I I think Jackson will get the targets, so I'm still okay with it. All right, Jake. Yeah, Jake. Why did I just get confused? I was like, why did I call him Jake? Jake, who is your... That shot's kicking in, baby. (laughs) This is why we can't make shot bets and then have to... uh... No, this is the issue is that we have a cat named Jack and we also have a cousin that lives right near us named Jack. So every time I go to see your name, I literally say in my head, Jack, Jake, Jack, Jake. And then I like get it right. So that's my issue. on the right one most of the time. Most of the time. Uh, I'm willing to bypass it because I want to talk about, (laughs) I'm finally going to do it. I haven't talked up a Packers player in so long on this podcast with great You haven't had reason to. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's been nothing to hype up. However, Christian Watson, I think at least we can share some enthusiasm for what he's done over the last several weeks. Granted, a lot of it has been touchdown-based, but you can't hold that against him. He's just really good at scoring touchdowns. But Christian Watson is playing the Miami Dolphins. I do like this matchup. I think last week when we saw Watson matched up with Jalen Ramsey, last week, like two days ago, yesterday, even Monday, we're recording on a Tuesday. Uh, No, we're not. It's Wednesday. I don't know what date is. Why are the shots getting on top of me like this? But Christian Watson, regardless, matched up with Jalen Ramsey. And yeah, it was a meager stat line. Four receptions, 46 yards. That's not going to win you any weeks. That's not what you want from him. However, watching that game, there was two pretty obvious touchdown passes that maybe he should have had. One of them felt like a pretty obvious uh, defensive pass interference by Jalen Ramsey, like just kind of like skipping and tripping him up uh, the whole time wasn't called. And then just a total miscommunication on one of the last plays of the game should have been an easy, basically walk in touchdown for Watson didn't happen. And you don't get points for hypotheticals. I understand that. However, this week he gets Miami. Miami is allowing the ninth most yards to wide receivers on the season fifth most yards to quarterbacks, and fourth most touchdowns to quarterbacks. They're also a pretty tough matchup against running backs. I think that this is going to be a tougher day for A.J. Dillon and for Aaron Jones, and I think Aaron Rodgers could maybe even be somewhat useful this week. Uh, I'm hesitant to really recommend him, but I am fully in on Christian Watson. Yeah, I I think that's fair. He has such great upside that – like he's like starting at Gabe Davis. It, it's better. okay to, yeah, but better, I guess. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm in this matchup in the semifinals. You just kind of got to go for it, and he can win you a week. So I'm, I'm with you. Like 
I'm fine starting Christian Watson. I really am. I, I like that by you. It's risky to put him as your scrumptious start because you know, like, it's either going to be nothing or amazing. <laughs> like, he See, I actually him- don't think it will be nothing. I think we saw like his floor last week, which is like nine points, which I guess, yeah, maybe that might as well be nothing to your point. But like, I don't think he'll ever like goose you. But yeah, yeah it's, I understand the risk too. But then he's also capable of putting up 30 points. So that's really nice to have. My guy is risky here. Daniel Jones at the Vikings. Now, I don't know if he's on waivers. He, he could be, though, for sure. But if you need a replacement for Jalen Hurts, I do think Daniel Jones is one of the better ones this week. He gets the Vikings. And quarterbacks against the Vikings since week seven have been very, very, very nice, except for Matt Ryan. <laughs> well, so... Since week seven, every quarterback has scored at least 17 and a half fantasy points. And this isn't a four point touchdown format. So even lower besides Taylor Heineke and Matt Ryan. So I do think that Daniel Jones can have a nice game. He has that rushing floor, which is really nice for fantasy. And Daniel Jones has had a long stretch of hard games. He's faced all of the NFC nor uh, NFC East teams. And he faced the commanders twice. Like those are hard defenses. So he hasn't been great as of late, but his last game that he had a nice matchup was in week 11 against the lions who are another terrible secondary. And he put up 25 fantasy points against them. So he does have the upside and good matchups. And now also a point I want to bring up, we have a ton of bad weather games this week like the, this entire country right it's now so perfect. is going through the freeze for right? christmas it is kind of perfect for like christmas houston to be like low temperature it christmas is, it's nice but <laughs> pipes freezing i will <laughs> it, like with all these bad weather games and then you have daniel jones in a dome in minnesota like that's nice that he's gonna be playing a dome that you don't have to worry about the weather at all so I personally think Daniel Jones is a very safe play this week to get you 17 points and still has the upside to get you 25 points. So Ooh, I like it. 17 points. So scrumptious. 17 to 25. Look, I'm, I'm trying I, to give you replacements. I wanted to put Daniel Jones in here. I wanted to put Darius Slayton in here. I was just too skittish after last week and what happened. Yeah. It freaked me out, man. I couldn't do it. So I'm glad that you did. Playing him over Jared Goff, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Brock Purdy, Gardner Minshew, and maybe even Geno Smith, even though he has a nice matchup as well. But his is outdoors. All right, Kate, who's your second scrumptious start of the week? All right, I'm going to go a little ballsy, a little ballsy to the walls I hear. And I'm going to go with Devin Singletary against the Chicago Bears, who, like, a have been a great matchup, but like Devin Singletary hasn't felt super safe. Right. But he continues to get the starts with the Buffalo bills. We had the James cook breakout. It didn't matter. Uh, we saw a slight decrease in offensive snap share with Devin Singletary, uh, in weeks 13 and 14 jumped back up to 60% of offensive snaps last week, 16 total touches. And he just, he feels really safe, right? Like he feels like a guy that probably, isn't going to, you know, lose you a week. He's going to get you like 10 solid points. But I do think this week he is going to have some upside. In the last six weeks, second most red zone carries among running backs. He's the RB21 despite uh, barely having the backfield. He has to share the backfield with James Cook and Josh Allen. Like he's essentially one of three running backs on this offense. And he's still the RB21 that is a top two or, or a top 24 Running back. That's nice. More fantasy points than Alvin Kamara, Deontay Foreman, DeAndre Swift, Cordero Patterson. And I feel like all of these guys are guys that you're starting on a weekly basis without really any sort of question. Um, tied for the seventh most avoided tackles per attempt. Like he's been a suitable fantasy asset. And this week against the Bears, um, a, a decent matchup, seventh most fantasy points allowed to the running back position. I'm going to take it. And I think he's going to give you a really nice safe floor, but I think there's upside as well. Yeah. We all got freaked out because James Cook had a game 
where it's like, oh, no, the rookie took over, but it was an illusion. It wasn't real. And so I actually feel I feel some confidence in this. I'm glad that you brought him up, too, because I think people look at Devin Singletary and they're like, his name doesn't sound that great. Like, it's just the name value alone is not great for Devin Singletary. But honestly, he's been low-key crushing it. Yeah, it makes me nervous to ever start a Bills running back, but I, I get your points. PTSD. I'm starting. It, isn't it so fun that both of my starts of the week were Devin Singletary and Zach Moss? How often? Oh, yeah. You Look get at to you. see that kind of fun <laughs> stuff. All right, it's time to get into our farty fart fades of the week. We're going to run through these because we've made it 40 minutes so far before getting in. We talked a little too long on news and notes. We and always do. Starts. So let's go through our fades of the week quickly. Jake, who's your first fade? Going with Amari Cooper, who's playing against the uh, the Saints here this week. And it's we talked about it, bad weather. Yes, that's obviously one reason. But just Deshaun Watson, there's another one. I don't, I do not like what he's been doing with this offense. I don't like his effect on Amari Cooper. His splits with Deshaun Watson are terrible. He's been averaging eight PPR points compared to his 16.2. For you non-mathematicians out there, that is 50% or worse than what he had done prior with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he also has not, by the way, had a finish above wide receiver 43 with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. It's bad. He's not getting targets. His air yards are down. His third and fourth down looks are basically non-existent, and he's playing through a core muscle injury. It's all bad. Uh, there's tons of reasons to fade him, even without a already pretty bad matchup. Yeah, in the wind and everything, not not great for Amari Cooper. My fate of the week is Brandon Ayuk versus the Commanders. It, he's not a must sit because he's super talented, and with Devo out, he is the wide receiver one on a good team. It's just with Brock Purdy, he's not getting targets. He's had three targets and four targets in the two games that Brock Purdy has started. Two receptions in both of those games. It had 3.9 points last week against the Seahawks. You thought like, okay, they can do damage against this defense. Four targets, two receptions, 19 yards, just not pretty. And without Devo, you just thought he was going to get so many targets. It just didn't happen. This offense is running through Christian McCaffrey. And then they have George Kittle and that's all great. And then Brandon, Ayuk kind of comes in third there. And then they also have other weapons that they kind of sprinkle targets to as well. But the Commanders have turned into a pretty solid defense. And since week seven against wide receivers, there's only been one that has put up more than 15 PPR points against them since week seven again. And that was Justin Jefferson. Like, Brandon Ayuk is not Justin Jefferson. And he also got 13 targets in that game. 115 yards and a touchdown. Put up 25 fantasy points. Now, if Brandon Ayuk gets 13 targets, yeah, he's going to have a nice game. My worry is, what if he gets another four targets? then he's probably not going to have a good game. And now they do allow a, a lot of chunk plays. So like Isaiah had, or sorry, Darius Slayton had a 55 yard reception. Uh, Alameda Zacchaeus had a 45 yard reception. Quez Watkins had a 50 yard reception. Brandon Cooks had a 41 yard reception. This is all just since week. And so there is like Brandon, you could have one big play, but I really, I just really don't want to play him. Like, if you have DJ Moore, Drake London, George Pickens, honestly, maybe Marquise Goodwin. I kind of like them all. No, all you are not playing Marquise Goodwin over. I might. Michelle. If she's fully healthy, I might. Shelly Varelli. I might. Oh my god. <laughs> I couldn't do that, but I, I do understand the up. sentiment. No. I really would love. I I wish Brandon Ayuk was on the waiver wire. Okay, so I maybe I could. Okay, maybe I wouldn't do it and start him again. Okay, you. maybe not that crazy. But DJ Moore, Drake London, George Pickens, girls getting too ballsy, too ballsy. All right, Kate, who's your fade of the week? All right, I'm fading Brian Robinson, who a guy is a guy that I'm like super excited for. He's been doing super great, um, doing really just exciting things over the last five games, averaging just over 95 scrimmage yards per game, 4.71 yards per attempt. Four of those five games though, have come against top 12 defenses and points allowed to opposing running backs. So it's been kind of cushy. It's been 
not so difficult, but this week, Brian Robinson gets the 49ers. The average PPR rank for running backs over the last five games against the 49ers, RB31. And they have faced James Conner, Alvin Kamara, Raheem Mostert, Kenneth Walker. Like, these aren't crap running backs, and they're making these running backs produce like crap. So, not in this matchup, not for me. No. No, I, no. I can't even imagine starting Brian Robinson in this matchup. At all. I mean, he's had a relatively safe floor, 80, 80. No, I know. He's been, he's been really good, but he is a pure, just like up the middle type running back. He doesn't get a ton of targets and against the 49ers. You can't do that. You're not going to do anything. Period. So, yeah. And that's on period. So if you're hoping for 10 points, a touchdown, then maybe he gets you eight points. That's with a touchdown. <laughs> I honestly think he could score a touchdown and still get you eight points. I feel like Brian Robinson's range of outcomes is like six to 10 points. Yeah. Like four. No, like four. If he doesn't get a touchdown, like three to 10 points. Gross. Yeah. Cause he, he doesn't even get a, like a, a suitable enough. If he doesn't there. get a touchdown, his ceiling is like three points. And if he gets a touchdown, his ceiling's 10. That's how I feel. Yeah. I hate it. But I all right, it. Jake, who's your second fade of the week? I'm going to the other side of the ball in this same game. I'm talking about Chris Olave against the Cleveland Browns. Same reasons, bad weather, high winds, low temperatures. But also, Chris Olave has fallen off. It feels like the last three weeks. He hasn't had more than five receptions or 65 yards in any of the last three weeks. He hasn't finished better than wide receiver 40 in any of those weeks. Now he's dealing with that hamstring injury that we talked about at the top of the show. The Saints already have one of the lowest implied point totals from Vegas coming into this week. They are not projected to score many points at all. I cannot trust Olave in this matchup when he has seeded a ton of snaps, a ton of routes, and a ton of targets to Rashid Shahid, his teammate whose name you absolutely did not know before like maybe three (laughs) weeks ago. And I am at the point... This might be great. I'd rather start Rashid Shahid than Chris Olave in this matchup. I don't really want to start either, but if I had to choose between one, I would pick Shahid. That's where I'm oh at. Oh my are. goodness. I- I'm yeah. not there with you, but that's bold. It does feel like every week he has a big play. Like Damn. every week. Somehow it's always like Rashid, Rashid Shahid. Yep. 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. Yep. Every week. Every week. Yeah. I'm with you, but uh, Brandon Ayuk or Chris Olave? I would go Brandon Ayuk. I just don't want Olave. I feel like his baseline Zach is Zach Moss bad. or Chris Olave? Oh, God, you stop it. You stop it. Zach Moss? <laughs> <laughs> Got, go him. Zach Moss. Yeah. Got him. Marquise Goodwin or Chris Olave? Oh, God, that's really close. It shouldn't be that close. It's really close. I think I'd still go with Chris Olave. I just can't. I don't want to assume too much about Marquis Goodwin, but God, why is that so close? (laughs) All right. My second fate of the week are are the Panthers running back. So both uh, Chuba Hubbard and Deonta Foreman, this backfield has just been so confusing since Hubbard came back from injury. It's like been the worst thing for fantasy because Deonta Foreman was doing his thing, getting all the carries and doing really well. He looked good out there. Now they got Hubbard involved and we really don't know what's going to happen in any given week. So the first week he comes back in week 12, they both get a ton of snaps and a ton of carries and both have nice, you know, production. And then week 14, they both get a ton of snaps. They do all right in fantasy, whatever. Week 15 though, Hubbard destroyed four minute snaps with 29 to 14, but he only had four carries. For 10 yards. And then Foreman on just 14 offensive snaps had 10 carries for just nine yards. It's just too confusing. It, it really is with these guys. And it limits their ceiling so much. Like since Hubbard's come back, it's just like Foreman's not doing anything for fantasy. I'm not trusting Hubbard. And this matchup is terrible. It's against the Lions. And we talk about this like pretty much. I called this out pretty fast after they started getting really good. So we keep kind of just recycling this note. But They've over the last however many weeks, they face Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, and Zonovan Jones. And they have not allowed a single one of them to hit 10 fantasy points. 
last week, like Zadovan Knight coming into this game had multiple good weeks. He looked fantastic. And it was really hard to sit him because you're like, yes, he looks great. He put up 2.3 fantasy points against the Lions. He had 13 carries for 23 yards, 1.8 yards per carry, scored 2.3 points. You can't play these guys. You just can't. You just can't. That's, that sucks. So you let's 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 see. Zach Moss. Zach Moss. <laughs> okay. There we go. Oh, yeah. There's the baseline. And like I'm still I'm plugging Zonovan Knight again. Like I don't care what he did last week. Plugging him back in. AJ hey, did- I did get something right last week. Yeah. Hey. So, got him. <laughs> I plug in. I, I would play both Zach Moss and Deion Jackson over these guys. I'd play mm. Cam Akers, Raheem Mostert. AJ Dillon, like Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Kate, Fair. who's your second fade of the week? Rolling with Zay, or I guess I'm not rolling with, I'm rolling against. Yeah. I'm forcefully rolling against Zay Jones against the New York Jets. He is the wide receiver seven since week 10. He has more fantasy points in that span than AJ Brown, Stefan Diggs, and DK Metcalf. Like he's rolling. There's no denying that he's. I I know it sounds like I'm more or less making the case to play him, (laughs) Um, but averaging 10 targets per game in that span. If you look at that five game sample size, that would be a 17 game pace for 1400 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns. Like that's an elite season, my friends, but Jets secondary. That's a big no for me. Big, big no. We know what the secondary can do, right? Sauce Gardner having uh, one of just the easiest defensive rookie of the year seasons ever, um, not really allowing anything in coverage. Some of the top wide receivers that have faced the Jets this year, Justin Jefferson put up 15 points, Stephon Diggs 11.8, Jamar Chase and Tyree Kill, both fewer than 10 fantasy points. Elite wide receivers are being shut down um, shout out to Michael Florio at Michael F Florio on Twitter, Zay Jones. Uh, this is a, a tweet that he tweeted out. Zay Jones really heated up since week 10 in that span, 68% of his routes and 93% of his yards have come from out wide. The jets have allowed a league low 952 yards to outside receivers. This is a very, dominant secondary and i don't believe in zay jones enough to overcome that yeah this matchup scares the crap out of me with zay jones i know he's hot though so it feels really hard to sit him what was it a a couple weeks ago zay jones disappeared it was a hard match it it wasn't an ideal matchup it was oh it actually it was a fantastic matchup it was against the lions but he still disappeared that was just three weeks ago Two receptions, 16 yards. And that was right after his 11 receptions for a 145-yard game. So, yeah, last week he had 109 yards and three touchdowns. But we already saw him completely fade away after a massive game. And you're talking about the Jets. Like, if you need to start Zay Jones, then fine. Like, he showed you he has high upside and maybe he can beat the secondary. But it's not a must play in the least bit. So, I'm with you. No, this feels feel like exciting. a – no, it feels like a, a wide receiver three play. Like, Marquise Goodwin or Zay Jones? Oh, Michelle. I'm just going to um, keep bringing it up. I'll probably go Marquise Goodwin. It's, it's if he's risky. It's, but like Zay Jones, it feels like he's equally risky despite the fact that he's actually been performing. So yeah. uh, I don't know. It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the fantasy football playoffs. <laughs> Darius, Darius Slayton against the Vikings or... Um, Darius Slayton. Jones. Darius Slayton. Okay. Jake, Michelle? Yeah, Slayton for sure for me. Again, I, I wanted to call him a scrumptious start. I just didn't feel right in my stomach about it. That was one of my questions with Zay Jones or Darius Slayton and uh, help me make my lineup. So let's hit, before we wrap up the show, we'll run through the other four questions. I, I think I'm with you guys, Darius Slayton at the Vikings there. Zay Jones is obviously like proven he's, there maybe I mean Darius Slayton has some, had some nice games this year, but I'll go with the Vikings in the dome. The dome is what Darius Slayton, baby. Yeah. But let's run through these last four before we close out the show. So these are our questions. First one: AJ Dillon at Miami or Tyler Algier at Baltimore. 
both came to life last week. Tyler Algier had a bomb game. He looked so well, good. Like a lot of rushing yards. AJ Dillon had touchdowns, had some targets, was good on the ground. Well, he got carries on the ground. Maybe not so good. <laughs> <laughs> Dillon has the better matchup slightly. Slightly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the only reason that I'll give him the nod is like hope for scoring opportunities, which I do think will be there if Christian Watson doesn't absorb all of them. I'll take A.J. Dillon in that risk. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dillon. Just also for targets, you know? Like he has opportunities to get targets in this offense. Aldir really doesn't, and I I just don't – I hate this matchup for him against the Ravens. I don't like the matchup, but I do think you're probably getting a safer – play like i think really? that tell her i has think, gotten like six points so many times this year i you do like well, do you so really, is aj dylan exactly yeah. exactly and but i think tyler algier touches it, are trending up as of late so are algiers um so to that point like i understand the matchup is better but i, I also don't think that that you're going to get nearly as safe a floor from a kind of volatile rush, rushing attack that is teetering between two different running backs. Like I think Tyler Algier proved in week 15 that this is his backfield. Like Cordero Patterson has looked good all season long and we've seen him less and less. The more you talk about it, the more confident I get in AJ Dillon. Oh, shot that <laughs> baby. Let's go. All right. AJ Dillon versus Tyler Algier. I'm not it. taking that shot, but I will yeah. not be party to this. You two have at it. I know what it feels like when we both gang up, by the way. I'm not doing that. It's a recipe. <laughs> I'm doing it to save both of you, I think, in a way, but I will mark it down. I don't uh, need yeah, saving. Write it down so we don't forget. I don't need saving. I always win the shot. Bet. Yeah, you do. So now I know how Tyler <laughs> Algier will be better. Uh, Rashad White at the Cardinals or Devin Singletary, Cade's scrumptious start at the Bears. Yeah, I've been convinced. Singletary for this one. I just I'm Cardinals go- are a really nice matchup. I'm going Rashad White. I really am, just because he he has opportunity for the targets. You don't you know it's Fournette and White, and they do have to split it. But I hate the Bills' backfield. I just I hate it so much <laughs> that you never know what they're going to do. You never know if they're going to throw the entire dime. I think Rashad White is the safer play honestly um and i know i just talked about devin singletary as a relatively safe play but like the cardinals they've been allowing plenty to opposing running backs through the air i think rashad white especially in full ppr formats gets that edge if i'm in receiving if i'm in a standard league i'd go with singletary yep and hope for the touchdown but a big ppr rashad white devonta smith at dallas with gardner Minshew as the quarterback or Juju Smith-Schuster versus the Seahawks. So Schuster put up a nice week, even against a hard matchup with the Texans last week. So you forgot to call him by his full name, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster. Devonta Smith or Juju? I'm going to go with Juju, my boo-boo, who has been uh, mm-hmm. actually increasing a lot of his work. He's still volatile. Both of them feel pretty volatile still, but I'll take Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm going Devonta Smith. I think you'll have a nice game with Gardner. Explain yourself. I just think he's going to have a nice game with Gardner. <laughs> Explain yourself. I don't have like notes written out for it. I just think Devonta Smith has been very involved in this offense. I think there'll be more passing attempts with Gardner Minshew. And I think Gardner Minshew will target Devonta Smith because he's really good. And like AJ Brown has been doing a lot of his work with these deep touchdowns. I don't know if that's going to be Garner Minshew's game as much. I think he could be showing, throwing shorter to Devonta. Over the last three weeks. Uh, since... I know. Juju's great. You can play both. I'm just, I'm not against Juju. I just have to Sounds like one. you're against Juju. I'm not game. against Juju. Like you start him. That's fine. But Ooh. we're deciding between Devonta or Juju. I'm personally going Devonta. Do you want to go Juju? Oh, we got 11 targets and 10 targets. Yeah. Uh, Damn. 10 targets in each of the last two games. And yeah, it feels like the ceiling's not quite as high but this is this is the uh like Patrick Mahomes Chiefs offense I don't know if you knew that either way (laughs) you start both no you start Juju you start both (laughs) Juju but if you had to choose between the two I did not realize Juju had 11 targets and 10 targets and then last Mac get hit 
he hasn't done a whole lot with them, but I mean, he's had some nice things. Okay. Christian Watson. This is the last one versus the Dolphins. So Jake's scrumptious to start of the week or Drake London at the Ravens. A couple nice games here from Drake London. Ritter only passed to him. It wasn't great. I mean, not a lot of catchable balls, but yeah. But Christian Watson busted last week, kind of, or Drake London. It feels like a safer play could be based on volume for Drake London, but I'm not playing it safe. I'm taking Christian Watson in that upside. I mean, Drake London has upside. Does he? Not Christian Watson's upside. Look, Michelle, I'm the Desmond Ritter fan no maybe drake london doesn't have upside i'm 100 percent committed like drake london was my wide receiver one in this class desmond ritter i'm a huge fan of him love his game based on what we saw last week big no for me dog big no okay but i i do think like drake london watson very volatile in ppr leagues you get 14 points from drake london last week 15 the week prior like I feel like he's safe to get six, seven receptions, 70 yeah. plus yards. And I know we keep saying we want to go big for seven, but sometimes you need those 15 points. Like I will take 15 points from my wide receiver too and be plenty happy with that. I, I'm going with Drake London over Christian Watson. I, yes. If, if you told me one of these guys breaks out for 25 plus points, yeah, it's going to be Christian Watson, but I, I'll take the 15 points and be happy with it from Drake London. 15 points, Max. That's what I'll say. You could yeah. get 10 points. But I understand it. I understand. All right. That's it for today's show. If you have any questions before the games kick off, hit us up on Twitter. You can find me, Michelle, at Ball Blast M. Ball Blast E-M. And you can find me, Kate, at... Did you forget your name? Kate. No, I forgot. I changed my Twitter handle uh... from... FF Ball Blast to Kate Maj. You've lost my blue check. Mark, so nobody's so. ever going to be able to find you because they don't know how to spell her last name. Nope. M A G D Z I U K. It's very simple. Like, so simple. M A G D Z I U K. Remember that Arthur thing? Did you ever hear that Arthur the Kid show where he spelled Aardvark in that sing songy way? I'll send it to you. I'll post it on Twitter along with a handle for everybody to find Kate, but you can find me <laughs> at Jake Jerobrich. With a W. With a W. Don't forget that. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.